Hey, Sam. Hey, Bev. What you drinking over there? I'm drinking a nice giant mug of coffee. Same, because it is early on, well, early for Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we've been sitting here for like 40 minutes, so. Yeah. It was early when we started. Yes. But we have things to do today and have to be responsible adults. So I thought about trying to figure out how to do a mimosa or something, but I don't, I'm not a huge juice drinker. So I'd like, I was not going to go to the gas station to get juice or something. Yeah. (laughs) To make like a screwdriver or something. I don't know. (laughs) I don't keep any juice in the house either. The kids hate it because they like love juice. I'm like, it's just sugar water. Yeah. So no. Water, water, water. Exactly. That's good enough while I drink my coffee. Leave me alone until I'm done with my coffee. <laughs> yes. But I feel like we can talk about, like, what kind of coffee we're drinking. Yeah, because they're both really interesting. What what kind of coffee are you drinking? So I've talked about Death Wish coffee. Um, and they, turns out, have, like, another blend that they have. And I got that because the, the prime version of Death Wish was out so it is a Valhalla Java, and it's, like, called Odin Force Blend. <laughs> and it says it's for- forged from the volcanic soils of Indonesia and nutrient-rich soils of Central and South America. Mm. Yes. So it's pretty yummy. Um, and then it says some- asks me if I, like, bleed black. I'm pretty sure I don't. But, you know, this is pretty good. It's I think it's kind of like a darker roast compared to just the original Death Wish coffee, but still very, very caffeinated. So, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm happy with it. That sounds like the fanciest coffee ever. Mm. You have to you must try it. Yeah, I'm going to have to order some because I'm drinking our leftover pre-ground Dunkin' Donuts from last weekend when we were at My Favorite Murder. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least it's not going to waste. And it was pretty good. Yeah, it tasted fine. There's nothing wrong with Dunkin' Donuts Mm -hmm. coffee. And in fact, my husband didn't say anything about it this morning. So he must not have noticed that it wasn't our normal coffee. Because normally when I make the coffee, it's not nearly as good as when he does. He, like, measures it properly. I just dump stuff in there until it looks (laughs) about right. (laughs) That's fair enough, though. Like, my scoops of this stuff compared to Matt's are probably very different, too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well. I saw it in the cupboard and I was like, I should probably make this so that it doesn't go bad. Because, you know, it's it's pre-ground, so it doesn't last as long as... uh, you know, the beans when you grind them. And that's usually how we buy our coffee is as whole beans and we grind them fresh every time we make coffee. Oh, so fancy. I know. We're (laughs) such like coffee snobs over here on our hill. (laughs) Your high hill? Like a thousand miles away from a real coffee shop now. (laughs) Hey, we went to a very lovely coffee shop when I was there and it was only like half hour away. (laughs) Yeah, a a half hour. And that's about the, yeah, that's the closest coffee shop to us. So (laughs) it's fair. Totally fair. But yeah, welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. Yeah. Woohoo. And that's Bev over there. And that's Sam over there. And this is the Farm Comedy Podcast that is happy hour for your ears and heart. Aww. Aww. <laughs> we drink adult beverages, sometimes coffee. Yes. Clearly. 
and talk about farming things. And we give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. Yes, it's not like we expect things to be all rainbows and butterflies or that we don't want that. But the reality is a farm life, you know, can be kind of tough sometimes. Yeah, so we like to keep it real with you and have entertaining discussions that include the mistakes we make, new knowledge we gain, and sometimes we go off on non-farming related... Yep. <laughs> Frog in my throat. <laughs> non-farming related tangents. Stephen, cut that. Yeah. We don't have a Stephen. <laughs> nope, that's going to stay in. Because we are human. Yes, we are. And uh, speaking of tangents, we sometimes record those and stick them up on the Patreon. So you can go listen to past sessions of BS at patreon.com slash farm. Yeah, and in fact, I have a whole backlog of stuff that needs to go on the Patreon. I was looking at it this morning and I was like, oh shoot, there's tons of stuff. So I'm hoping that by the time this episode drops, I've gotten that stuff loaded. But if you are a Patreon or you're joining, be patient with the stuff that I add to it. Usually I dump like a ton at a time. (laughs) But our number one priority is getting this podcast out the door. And then we try to do all the extra fun stuff as time allows. So as long as a podcast makes it every week, uh, just be happy with us yeah, and patient with please. us. <laughs> so uh, we are actually seeking more regular monthly patrons so that we can do awesome things for you outside of, you know, the extra content that pops up on there and the things like the weekly episode. Um, because, well, we're going to Coop Camp and we're going to do some awesome things while we're there. And your support would help us be extra awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. And being extra awesome at Coop Camp means that we can do things like record a live episode while we're there, interview people, maybe interview some of the people that do talks or people that have attended workshops. Like you'll get to really feel like you went to Coop Camp, even if you can't make it because it is outside of Indianapolis. So it's quite a, a trek for some of you. Yeah. If you're not like in the Midwestern area, it might be something that you can't get to. Um, but something maybe to like save up for next year, because I'm sure we'll go next year too, if we can. So yeah, check out our Patreon. Um, any support that you're willing to give us helps out. So thanks in advance. (laughs) And we're hoping that after Coop Camp, we can get to reuse all this stuff to do more like fun things out in the real world, in the wild. Yes, because more than likely we're going to go to the Naperville Ale Fest in July, I still need to talk to my person, my people over there. But regardless, I'm probably going, whether it's like we're it's a field trip or not. But we can take some of that equipment with us and talk about the different beers. And you can just less like maybe listen to us progressively slur our words a little bit more. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it'll make an excellent podcast. Yes. <laughs> Um, speaking of Patreon, though, uh, we do have drink sponsor spots, and this week's sponsor is Christine Sayani, who is at homemade underscore confetti over on Instagram. She's a lot of fun to follow, so head over there and check her out. And thank you, lady. Yeah, cheers, lady. Cheers. So I don't think we have any corrections this week. No, but I do have a bit of follow-up, and it it's not to anything like farm related it's just kind of something funny that i noticed 
on my drive home from your house. And, like, I told you, hey, did you know that byways are a thing? And you're like, what's a byway? And then you're like, never mind, tell me on the podcast. So, have you ever heard anybody say, like, the highways and byways of life? I have heard that phrase, but I guess uh, it never occurred to me to question what that meant. Uh, same until I was driving on a byway <laughs> through Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> so a byway is a little traveled side road or it's a secondary or little known aspect or field. So like meandering more and more in the fascinating byways of learning is an example on this Merriam Webster dictionary.com setup that I'm looking at. Um, But you can say things like, I prefer to take the byways to town, or he traveled the highways and byways of his country. So it sounds kind of whimsical. But when I was Googling byways in Ohio, did you know that Ohio has a scenic byways program? What? And there's 27 scenic byways that are represented in Ohio. (laughs) It is like... (laughs) A thing. And and the the one I drove on, I'm not sure which one it was. I could probably look it up. But um, it was quite beautiful. And there were a lot of hoity-toity houses along that way. Oh, yeah? Yes. I'm pretty sure I was... Let me see. Lower Valley Pike Scenic Byway. I'm pretty sure that's the one I drove on. Okay. Because this this website is talking about the best drives for Ohio fall colors. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are like all kinds of byways. You guys can look it up. But I was kind of flabbergasted to figure out that it's actually a thing. Yeah, like I imagine that taking a byway would be like taking a scenic road rather than just staying on the freeway. Right? Uh, yes. And I think that's okay. what it did. Maybe because there is a lot of construction right now around there. Mm-hmm. Because I was on the expressway for a while and there was a lot of construction, but it wasn't too bad because, like, people were, like, it, it wasn't rush hour. Um, so maybe my Waze app just told me to go take this byway instead. <laughs> did it drive you by a McDonald's? Um... Probably, but now I'm like just so desensitized <laughs> to that conspiracy theory that I'm just expecting that now. But yeah, so that's my follow-up based on, you know, the trip to hang out with you. And and the polls, my internal polling is saying that I don't like driving through Columbus and I much prefer Dayton <laughs> that route. So, so now I know. I think we can dive right into the episode now, like the actual good stuff. Yeah, and we have some really good stuff. Uh, We have to mark it on episode 55. Bev announced that she's getting a donkey. Finally, dreams do come true. Right? Yeah. I think I'm still like in a little bit of shock over it. I mean, I can't blame you, but how, like, I remember when I was there, like, last weekend, Jared seemed like he was starting to accept the idea of the donkey, but how did you go from that initial acceptance to, like, full-on, okay, let's do this, in, like, a week? Well, so, it was actually quite serendipitous. I have been 
researching donkey breeders and trying to decide like where I wanted to go to get our donkey and I was looking at like different coloring patterns and if there was one I preferred and just randomly yesterday which was Friday morning our neighbor drove up to our house and was trying to uh, get us to take one of his cows as a pet (laughs) (laughs) which is super random (laughs) Uh but I did tell Jared I'm like I like that when somebody has a farm animal that just could be a pet, they just automatically think to come to our house to see if we want it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's good to be those people. But yeah, he's a mini Hereford breeder. So it was a miniature Hereford that had been born breech last year. And when they're born breech, like their legs don't develop like quite properly. And it stunts their growth in like all of their other areas. Like, I guess they, like, come out, like, with their legs, like, crossed, and then they have trouble, like, uncrossing and getting them to, like, move and develop properly. So he already is a mini, um, but mini Herefords are used for meat, but they get big enough that they make good meat cows, but this guy, that was not going to happen to. He was, like, mini, mini, mini Hereford. Yeah. He's super cute. I got to see him. Um, but like the long and short answer is no, we do not want a pet mini Herford. <laughs> Jared was like, no. <laughs> and I, when he told me that, I was like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Cause we don't really, we, we don't have a place for a cow and we don't know how to take care of a cow. So right. we can just like right. say yes to that. Even though like my heart really wants to. Yeah. My brain's like, no, you got to do some cow research before you can own a cow. But somehow Jared managed to turn the conversation around to so we don't want your pet cow but do you have a donkey for sale mm. and he did dun, dun, dun. in the best way yeah which is like crazy and totally random mm-hmm. i mean who does that happen to you apparently <laughs> Me, apparently <laughs> well and it's funny I, like i am imagining my neighbor's face when jared was like well no we don't want your cow but do you have a donkey and he was probably like what, what? a strange question <laughs> <laughs> but as a matter of fact i do <laughs> it's like you sir i won't trade my butter for a cow but do you have a donkey <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> And his donkey is a, a two-year-old miniature donkey. Aww. And I had actually seen this donkey before because we were over there around this time last year during calving season. He always invites us over to see the new calves, you Aww. know, because the kids love to see the babies. But yeah, I love to see the babies, too. So oh, yeah, for sure. And he had pointed him out to us because he was a year old this time last year. Mm. And I... Remember, you know, I've always wanted a donkey, like, since the beginning of this podcast. So I can't believe I didn't try to buy it from him last year. But I didn't even have the... Well, I just barely had the goats here. So maybe I was like, he'll he'll sell that one before I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it didn't even occur to me. And I didn't even realize that he still had him. I went over during my lunch break yesterday and went and met him. He's super sweet. He's going to be castrated this week. So he'll be a gelding. Okay. There's three different names. Uh, there's the Jack, which is the intact male. Mm-hmm. The Janet or the Jenny, which is a female donkey. And then a gelding is like the equivalent of a weather for a goat. Right. Which is castrated. Which is good because you don't want like all the hormones if you're not 
reading. Yeah, and in fact, it's not recommended uh, that Jax be used like as a, a livestock guardian. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it works out really well. So even if he hadn't been willing to castrate him, we would have had to take him to be castrated if we were interested in him. So, right. Yeah. Um, and he's going to come home to our farm in like a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Yeah, you should be. That'll be so cool. <laughs> I was a little nervous to talk about it on the podcast because I didn't want to jinx it. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, no, you know what? It's still a great story to tell. Like, even if for some weird reason, like something goes wrong and he doesn't end up coming home here. Like, this is just one more step in the process. Oh, yeah. Like, clearly Jared's already, like, ready for this to happen. <laughs> yeah. So there will be a donkey here someday, even if it's not this donkey. But I, I think it's going to be this donkey. I'm really hoping it's this donkey because he's super sweet. Hey, Bev, do you ever feel like you just need to treat yourself? Heck, yeah. And I also feel like I need to treat my chickens. Well, then, Henny and Rue is the perfect way to treat yourself and your chickens. There's always new things to try out, including first aid items, treats, and there's always total surprises for both the chickens and the humans. Yeah, so if that sounds like something that you're interested in, go to hennyandrew.com and use code DRINKANDFARM to get 10% off your first box. It's also important to point out that as a subscriber, you get 10% off of anything in the Henny and Rue store every single time you order. And trust me, there's like tons of great stuff. Yes. And this is perfect for the items you won't be able to get enough of, like the Honey and Rue exclusive blend of herbs, the three-in-one mineral electrolyte and vitamin packets, and other fun items that may have even been in past boxes. So don't forget to go to honeyandrue.com and use code DRINKANDFARM to get 10% off your first subscription box today. So, Bev... I obviously, you probably want a donkey because they're adorable. And there's that whole like livestock guardian kind of debate about them. But why do you really want a donkey? Uh, Because they're totes adorbs and I mm -hmm. want all the Instagram hearts. Yes, do it for the Instagram and the podcast. Yeah, I mean, and it also fulfills my childhood need to have a pony. Uh, Totally legit. I mean... <laughs> Are you going to saddle them up and take them out for a spin? <laughs> Probably not. I might okay. be a little too big for him. But... <laughs> Maybe you can throw one of your kiddos up there. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Aurora could totally ride the donkey. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's actually because they do make great guardian animals. Um, even though while you were here, we had sort of discussed it and I told you I gave up on the mini donkey thing because yeah. I had read a couple articles that said they didn't make good guardian animals Aww. yeah so um what happened was i was researching mini donkey breeders and i was looking into how i would you know like quote unquote train a donkey because i didn't know whether they would have like any inner instincts or whether i had to like send them to a trainer to guard uh -huh. the goats or like what exactly went into that because like having a livestock guardian dog um, is a big commitment. You don't get to just like bring the dog home and it protects your flock or your herd. Right, right. Like, it's a lot of time and commitment uh, to train that, you know, livestock guardian animal. So I wanted to see what a donkey required because 
we have kids that are in lots of activities and do lots of things and we have lots of hobbies and I was like what am I getting myself into I need to make sure like I have the time to commit to this mm-hmm. and also let's face it Bev just really likes research whether or not she does anything with it that's true <laughs> yes but I do too yeah, and uh, Jared had actually said that I could get a donkey for my birthday. We were, like, on a hike. Aww. I don't know, maybe if he was just, like, in a really good mood. But he had asked me, he's like, why have you stopped talking about this donkey thing? Like, I thought that – I because he had stopped protesting so hard mm-hmm. <laughs> every time. Because every time I said donkey, he would just, like, roll his eyes. <laughs> and he's like, you've stopped, uh, you've stopped talking about it. And I was like, well, I kind of thought I was just, like – stressing you out so I decided I was going to stop talking about it he's like no when I stopped uh, protesting so hard it just meant that I was okay with it like just just say words and yes (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) it would be helpful yes you know yes clear communication um but I came across a lot of articles that like flat out said miniature donkeys make shit guardian animals because of their size oh Yeah, that was the argument that I'd come across for why they wouldn't do good. And, you know, in my brain, I was like, well, yeah, they are smaller. So I guess that makes sense. But this is a good reminder that the thing that makes like, quote unquote, logical sense in your brain Mm -hmm. might not actually be true. Right. When I read that they made bad guard animals, I couldn't lie to Jared (laughs) that they would make a good guard (laughs) guard animal and get a donkey anyways. It did cross my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you you decided not to do that. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I would feel like a horrible human being if I did that. Because, you know, I've I've wanted a donkey, like, for a really long time. So I was like, oh, gosh, like, how can I still get one? And, you know, you were there when I told Jared that I'd come across that research. Yeah. Because he had told me, he's like, we can only have so many pets around here. Like, right. A right. couple things. Like, things have to have, like, jobs. Right. Or a use other than just bringing us joy. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but for us personally. Right. Because of the kids and the activities and stuff. Like, we got to keep the things to a manageable level. Or else we'd go totally crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but while you and I were here together doing the live that we did on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, Ashley Kiernan, which is one of our longtime listeners and also one of our Patreon peeps, told us that she got her miniature donkeys specifically as livestock guard animals. And that's what her breeder told her that they were good for. Oh, that's right. She did say that. That's funny. Yay! Donkeys are back on! Woo! <laughs> yeah, do you remember that? Yes, vaguely, because I was very tired. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, super late when we did that live. Um, and, yeah, if you're a part of our Facebook group, you can go join it. The live is still up there, like, somewhere in the feed. You'll have to, like, scroll for forever to find it now at this point. But um, you can still watch it. It's pretty entertaining, and it includes my placenta, so... <laughs> There's that. <laughs> it might have just deterred some people, but it's really not as weird as it sounds, I promise. Yeah, I mean, we talk about donkeys. We talk about my placenta. We talk about lots of other things, too, though. It's fine. It's it is. Fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Normal. I did show. So when Bev was here, we took a selfie with the picture. It's like a it's like it, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like a picture in print thing of the placenta and we took a selfie with it and I came across it when I was going through my camera roll <laughs> and I was like 
hey, honey, look at this. He just looked at me. I was I think he was glad that he didn't go down to Ohio on this trip. We needed to get some weird things out of our system, apparently. <laughs> like taking pictures of goats in tutus and bow ties and, yeah, placenta pictures. I don't know. All of that is like right up my alley. So <laughs> I feel like, you know, yeah, I can get behind a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. So, yay, donkey. Back on topic. Sorry, guys. Yeah, donkeys do make great uh, livestock guardian animals because they're territorial. So their pasture is like their domain and they're unhappy with any intruders that come into it. Okay. And they also don't spook easily. So you know how like the goats, the minute like something <laughs> flaps, they like run and hide. Like Donkeys a don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like a tutu blowing in the wind or yeah. a goat wearing a tutu running at them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they also have really great hearing and vision. Oh. Uh, so that helps them like, you know, detect the predators a little more easily. Um, and they also have a herding instinct. So okay. they'll herd, you know, their charges or, you know, like the animals that you want them to take care of. They'll herd them away from the predators into an area that they deem as being safer than wherever they are now. And uh, they are also loud AF when they are mad. Oh. I mean, they're loud AF when they want treats, too. But I'll I mean, it. so am I. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get along famously. Yes. <laughs> And they're really aggressive towards canines. Oh. Yeah. If you have a family dog that you like bring around your herd or your chickens or whatever it is that you're getting your donkey to protect, um, probably not a good idea anymore once you have a donkey. Hmm. They will eventually learn like who the family dog is if you introduce them enough. And probably if you got them like as a weanling, so like right when they get weaned from their mom. Mm-hmm. That would be different because they would like grow up with the dog, so the dog would like be their friend, so they right. wouldn't see it as a natural enemy. Uh, but our donkey is too, so we got a lot mm-hmm. of work to do if we want yeah. them to hang out with our dogs. Right. Um, but you know what? I don't even think I'm gonna mess with that because my dogs don't go into the goat pasture anyways because of their electric fence. So. Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. So I'm honestly not all that worried about it. Um. But the automatic canine aggressiveness means that, like, they're good against, you know, foxes or small coyotes or uh, small neighborhood dogs, mm-hmm. you know, that try to get into the pasture. Mm-hmm. Now, a mini donkey size does make them susceptible to being hurt by, like, a large predator. Mm-hmm. So, like, a like a pack of, of coyotes they couldn't, like, fight off. Right. Makes sense. A mountain lion or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's totally logical. But their job isn't necessarily to be aggressive towards things. They're to herd your goats to safety, sound the alarm. And sometimes, like, just their braying and stomping and, like, teeth gnashing is enough to scare off the predator, like, without Mm -hmm. actually engaging them. Totally makes sense. Yeah, because wild predators, like, especially the area that we live in, it, it's really close to a lot of, like, woods and forests. Like, there's tons of easy meals out there. Mm-hmm. So when they come in and they see, like, your donkey being all mad at them, they're going to be like, there's wild rabbits. This is so much easier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they will actually attack a predator, um, depending on how angry the predator makes them. 
They use their teeth. Uh, they use their hooves. They can kick like no other. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, when they're hurting, they will actually like kick to like keep, you know, the animals that they're hurting, you know, like in line to where they want them to go. Mm-hmm. Our donkey, I guess I can call him our donkey now. <laughs> Uh, he's currently a herd. He's currently herd protection for a herd of cattle. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, so yeah, he, that's how, that's what that's what his job is. Okay. So he, the person that we're buying him from has like already seen his herd protection. You know, like training in the works, mm-hmm. which is good. That means that we're not going to have too much work to do. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of. He's, like, set up and ready to go for you. Yeah. But, you know, like every other guard animal out there, not all donkeys have the temperament to guard. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep in mind as well if you're thinking of getting a donkey for herd protection. Um, I, donkeys are crazy smart, though. So I feel like you could do some training. But, you know, temperament does matter. Right. And, you know... Uh, I was a little nervous to take on a donkey because I have never had like a a horse or any equine um, animal before. Mm -hmm. But uh, just like every other farm animal, you can keep them as bougie or simple as you like. Oh, hey. Yeah. And right now, uh, so his name's going to be Hercules Mulligan. Oh. I don't know if I had said that yet. <laughs> I don't think you have on here, but you told me yesterday. So I, oh, that's I, right. I knew first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're going to call him Herc for short. Oh. So Herc's current uh, living conditions, there's nothing wrong with him, but he just, he lives on a giant pasture with a bunch of cows. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have a ton of shelter. He's got a big area that he just kind of roams. He doesn't get fed any like supplemental feeds or anything like that. He literally just grazes on pasture and he looks super healthy and happy. Yeah. So you don't have to make it super complicated. Right. But I thought I would uh, just kind of go over some of the basics that donkeys need. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, all animals need at least a little bit of care. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) You don't just get to put them on the pasture and then they live there now. Say go. (laughs) Wild donkey on pasture. (laughs) So uh, in the spring, summer, and fall, donkeys will graze on grass pasture 100%. And in the winter, grass hay is totally sufficient. And it's recommended that you don't feed donks alfalfa or other legumes because they're too rich for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you have to be sure not to overfeed them um, on rich grass or give them too much grain or they can founder. What is that? So foundering happens when there's a lack of blood flow in, it's this part of their hoof called the laminae. Okay. I'm positive I pronounced that wrong. Horse people are like, <gasps> it's got to be close enough. Right. I mean, that's how it's spelled. So I'm just doing this phonetically. Yeah. And uh, it produces swelling and inflammation in the hoof, um, which can make them, like, limp or refuse to walk anywhere at all. Or they might even, like, lay down because they just, like, can't put any pressure on it anymore whatsoever. And what happens is the pedal bone rotates and points towards the horse's sole. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to look up what that meant in, like, layman's terms because I was trying to picture that. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) It basically looks like their hooves have, like, turned into elf shoes. Oh, damn. Like, yeah, like, have you ever seen, like, 
so the leg of the horse i'm i'm gesturing with my hands because i can totally see one can see me (laughs) yeah their leg is straight and then their hoof is normally like right in alignment with it Mm -hmm. well that um joints where their hoof is it points forward okay yeah, so, like, their leg is behind the joint and their hoof, and their hoof is, like, pointing up, like, elf shoes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It's something that happens when they're overweight or their diet is just, like, too rich in, like, starches and sugars and stuff. They just can't process them that well. Okay. Yep. Uh, so, grain isn't necessary, but like goats, they will love you for it. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, Herc's not currently getting any grain, so I think, like, for his safety, I'm going to keep it out of his diet for now. Right. And then maybe, like, use tiny handfuls of it for, like, training and to get him to like me. Yes, bribery. That's the way to go. Yeah, I mean, the way to any animal or human's heart is through food. Yeah, makes total sense. So, obviously, they're not just, like, goats, but do they need any kind of, like, minerals or baking soda kind of you know how like goats need that for certain reasons like do donkeys need anything similar so they don't need any baking soda because they aren't ruminant animals so they don't have like that bacteria thing going on in them duh okay Uh, no that's not a duh but you know like they are a grazing animal so sometimes it's like hard to tell the difference between them because they can all live together right 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 so i don't think that was a dumb question i actually i wasn't positive because they're like halfway between goat and horse yeah (laughs) that is true (laughs) right i mean when you think about it yeah (laughs) so they don't need baking soda um but they do need a trace mineral that has selenium supplements in them so from what i could tell while i was doing like the limited research that i did uh, people that live in Florida, like, they all need it. Okay. Herc and his mom aren't currently getting any, like, mineral or supplement. So my thought is, is that our soil must have, like, what they need in it currently. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so I'm not planning on giving him any supplements. But, you know, doing things like daily grooming and, you know, checking on them and spending time with them, that'll let you know if they're having any health issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like once you get to know your animals, you can tell if their coat is like looking dull right? or their eyes are looking listless. And then you can like start looking into whether or not they're lacking something. For sure. But he looks perky and happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go and run with the assumption that like the previous owner isn't giving it to him. So it's not necessary where we live for one reason or another. Right. And like I already said, they're super easy to shelter. They just need like a three-sided thing to stay out of rain, wind, and the sun when it gets really hot. But other than that, they don't need a fancy barn. Hmm. They're not bougie. I mean, not that they won't love you forever if you give them a fancy barn. Right. (laughs) It's not required. (laughs) Not required. And there's tons of vaccination options for them. Um, Tetanus and rabies are something I'm probably going to do. And there's a bunch of diseases that supposedly they can get that I've never heard of that are on their vaccination schedule. Um, But donkeys are usually pretty hardy. Like, they're known as being low-maintenance, like, hardy animals. So... I'm going to have to do some individual research on those. And maybe that'll be a good follow-up for some day far in the future. Yeah. Not like next week or anything. Unless Bev just decides to do a deep dive in her research while she's anticipating the arrival of her donkey. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I might because I'm that excited for the donkey. (laughs) I mean, I would be too. 
Yeah, it's amazing I could sleep last night. I'm like, oh, I've got like six more days to wait for this. <sighs> How many more sleeps do I have before there's a donkey in my pasture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally. I'm going to like start checking it off with like hearts and stuff next to every day. You should. <laughs> and uh, donkeys should also be wormed several times a year. It probably depends on your pasture and where you're at, how often. I saw some schedules saying like every other month and I saw some saying just like two or three times a year. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I couldn't find like a Femacha chart or anything like that for donkeys. So I think you just like worm them as a precaution. But like I'm not eating my donkeys. So, right. Well, I wonder yeah. like if, if it's appropriate to do like fecals and like take those to vet to see like what the worm load is. Because I know for goats, at least there's controversy to just like routinely worming, even with chickens, because then when they get kind of used to the worming or the wormer medication, like it doesn't do its job effectively, kind of like antibiotics in humans. So I wonder if it's the similar, like a similar thought process, depending on how often you worm in the donkey community. That sounds so weird. But you know, (laughs) you're probably right about that. Because like, some of the things I said, um, said that you needed to switch between like, so ivermectin is Mm, what I use here mm -hmm. for the goats when they need it. And ivermectin is something you can also use on the chickens. Um, And I can't remember what the other brand is, but they were saying like to switch between the two because they use a different medication. But then I found some newer stuff that said that that was the old school way of thought and that that's not necessary. Okay. So it, you know, I I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that it's probably just like every other farm thing. Mm -hmm. Like people have their way that they like to do it. Yes. And it works for them and that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's totally true. And, you, you know, what you need is totally going to change by, like, region and the way that your pasture is set up and what other animals you have in your pasture. Like, no two farms are exactly alike, even farms that are right next door to each other. So even though he's only, like, four houses down, it might be totally different here right? than it is at his place. I mean, even though I'd like it to just be the same because that would sure make my life easy. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing is ever that easy. No. And donkeys also need companionship. Now, there is a school of thought that says that you should never just take one donkey. Okay. Kind of like goats. Right. You should have a pair of goats. Um, They're saying you should have, at minimum, a pair of donkeys. Because they say that there's nothing like seeing two donkeys play together and that donkeys, like, really bond with each other. Okay. And um, they don't bond that way with uh, the other animals that are in their herd Mm. gotcha but some of the sites say that just as long as it's another hooved animal you know like it is for goats goats are fine having like a horse to play with also i mean a horse is really big and it probably depends on the horse but yes (laughs) well and some goats are really big so it probably depends on the goat too generally it just needs like a friend yeah yeah they like they can't be lonely um because donkeys are super sociable uh, but I talked to the guy that I'm getting our donkey from, and his donkey is a lone donkey, or was a lone donkey before she had her her foal, and then he, you know he spent two years with her. Mm-hmm. And also, like we drove by some other places in my neighborhood that have donkeys, and like you saw the one neighbor, they have the two donkeys, but they're corralled like totally separately because they fight with each other. Mm-hmm. And those donkeys seem like they're totally happy in their 
totally by themselves also so it probably just depends on the donkey's temperament and like you know spend some time with them you'll figure out if they're happy i'm not opposed to getting a second donkey (laughs) just saying (laughs) (laughs) and they also really love human companionship too so like a donkey isn't something that you just get and then just put in the pasture they really live to like be with their people okay so herc is gonna be like my best friend for the next 30-ish years. Jeez. If I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donkeys are a serious commitment. Yes, they are. I mean, just like a horse would be, too. Horses live really long as well. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they live 30 years, though. I don't think so. But, yeah. I mean, even just a dog is a long commitment. Or, like, you know what? A tortoise. Oh, Yeah also live a long time so yeah so it's important to realize like hamlet could live until he's 20 so it's important to realize when you get into some of these animals like what their life expectancy is like and what your life goals are like if if you're 10 years off from retiring and you want to travel a lot might not want to buy a donkey unless you have somebody that's gonna like hang out at your house and take care of it for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's very true Yeah, (laughs) that's totally a good way to look at it. And the last thing that donkeys uh, need is hoof trimming. And they get their hooves trimmed about every three months. And you can hire a farrier. That's a new word that I learned Mm. yesterday to trim your donkey's hooves. Or you can learn how to do it themselves. Or you can learn how to do it yourself. I don't know why I said that so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Themselves. I knew what you meant. Yeah, uh, but in between their hoof trimming, they need their hooves picked regularly to keep them clean. And you can also check for issues that way um, because thrush is super common um, as a hoof issue. And it's totally treatable with some foot soaks and an iodine and a bleach solution. And donkeys are really like, despite their, they have a reputation for being really stubborn. Mm Kind of like goats have a reputation for just eating anything. Even though they don't. Even though they don't. Yeah. Well, it turns out donkeys really aren't that stubborn. They're just stubborn against people they don't know. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Once they know you and trust you and you're like their friend and, you know, and their family, they'll do what you want them to do. You just got to like be patient with them and be friendly with them. Like being mean or yelling at a donkey is not going to make them do what you want. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it doesn't work with kids either. So why would I work on a donkey? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And that's donkey 101 i guess <laughs> that's a good way to put it yeah i mean super basic donkey yes donkey care so we didn't have any listener stories this week well i should say listener farm stories this week so i thought about we should just chat about some food news because we haven't done that in a while food news corner yes and you found this article Um, from NPR that um, says egg lovers new study finds eating too many can increase risk of heart disease so you see that and you're like crap eggs are bad for us again but when you actually read the article this study is so weak like I was kind of mad reading it actually (laughs) yeah it was by far can you even call it a study um, I don't know, but I kind of feel like a little bit like shame on NPR for putting that headline in there because most people just will read headlines and then walk away with things. They don't read the actual content. Um, and for NPR, I'm thinking, okay, so 
maybe we just maybe we just need to dive into this a little bit so you guys can figure out why Sam is having some rage issues over this. <laughs> yeah, it was like a really it it it's not a typical NPR headline. Like they're usually not. So what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm like waving my hands in the air, making like a giant banner. You know, they're not usually like so grandiose, like clickbaity. That's right. What I'm looking for. Right. But um, so a fun fact is that Americans now consume an estimated 280 eggs per person per year, according to the USDA. And that's actually a significant increase compared to like a decade ago because you know, there was some fear mongering over eggs are bad for you. And then there were some studies that say, no, they're not. And now this new study published in the medical journal, journal, <laughs> medical <laughs> journal JAMA um, reopens a longstanding debate about the risk tied to consuming too much dietary cholesterol. So the study found that if you consume two eggs per day, there was a 27% increased risk of developing heart disease. So you read that initially and you go, oh, well, shit. That makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is that this study was done with 30,000 adults enrolled in a very long-term study. They followed these participants for like an average of 17 years. What pisses Sam off is that they only asked them about their diets once. One time? You know how many times I change my diet? Like, Jesus. Like, well... I don't change it like Jesus, but you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I think I've done keto like on and off like six times. What would Jesus eat? <laughs> fish. All the fish and bread. Make it multiply. And wine. Because he can make and wine. wine. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, uh, so when I read that, I was like, what the hell? That's stupid. But overall, there's not like super strong evidence that limiting consumption of cholesterol-rich foods actually lowers the amount of artery-clogging LDL cholesterol that ends up in our blood. So I want to go back to something really quick. So that, like 10 years ago, people weren't eating like quite as many eggs. And right. that was because of those original studies that said, like, eggs are bad. They will give you heart disease. But yeah. like, we were also still eating margarine like, yeah. instead of butter 10 years ago so like yeah. there's all sorts of the thing about dietary studies is that all of our bodies are different and they all process things differently mm-hmm. and also like there are just so many freaking fads out there like yes. one reason for the raise in cholesterol could be like remember the atkins was like super hot everybody yeah. was like eat all the bacon and all the fat and all the grease it's totally fine it's like a version of keto yeah exactly and and this was an observational study so it doesn't actually prove that cholesterol caused the increased risk of heart disease anyways so this study is kind of bullshit and doesn't really tell us anything about eggs in my opinion but they pointed out like big picture many experts say that this study is no justification to drop eggs from your diet and so much of the data has already been published on this topic which generally shows that low to moderate egg consumption which is no more than one egg per day is not associated with increased risk of heart attack or stroke so considering that i don't eat eggs every day but when i do it's usually like three i'm probably fine like it it evens out and, and the big kind of duh for me, too, was that, you know, the best strategy is focus on a well-rounded diet. Like, that's what they suggest of, you know, fruits, <laughs> vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. 
It's what? Like, you no mean like eating a variety shit. makes you healthier? No shit, Sherlock. I shouldn't <laughs> eat cheese bread all the time. Oh, but I really want to eat cheese bread me all the too. time because it's freaking delicious. <laughs> but it just ticks me off that, okay, you did this 17-year study. How much did it cost and where did that money come from? Because you didn't tell us anything, like, at all. But you're throwing it out there like this is new information and it's not. Well, I'm wondering if that 17-year study was actually, like, for something else. And they just threw in this, hey, how many eggs per day do you eat question once? Like, the one time in 17 years. Like, I didn't (laughs) eat eggs for over a year because they were making me throw up. But now I can eat eggs again. That's not listed in my history on this study. (laughs) It depends on when they asked you the question. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's so (sighs) interesting. It's such a weird way. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, so it feels strange to, like, comment on how scientists should do their jobs. But I'm not either, but I'll tell people how to do their jobs. (laughs) (laughs) I know how to do research, though, and that is shit research. So Yeah, I mean, even my kids know how to do a science fair project, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking, like, we don't have the whole story here. Like, this study must have been for something else. They didn't follow people for 17 years and then ask them one question and then test their cholesterol a bunch during the 17 years. That just that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Maybe they were following people that claimed to be, like, abducted by aliens for 17 years. And, like, this egg thing is, like, a cover for that. Oh. Talk about conspiracies. Conspiracies. (laughs) But in other food news this week, um, did you see that there was a food recall for metal in chicken? I did not. (laughs) Yeah. So on Thursday, which would be March 21st, 2019, Tyson Foods recalled about 69,000 pounds of frozen, ready-to-eat chicken strips that may have been contaminated with metal. What? Yeah. So um, the department's Food and Safety and Inspection Service said that it received two customer complaints of extraneous material in Tyson's chicken strip products and that there were no reports of illness. You know, just that there's probably metal in my chicken. Um, And I thought this was really interesting because it also pointed out in this article that there was a recall of Tyson's uh, chicken nuggets earlier this year for rubber contamination so not only have they rubber in their chicken which is kind of a funny joke um but not (laughs) there's also metal in their chicken so what the hell tyson get your shit together so hmm two consumer complaints yeah meant that there was metal in the chicken yeah and they're recalling um buffalo style chicken strip fritters Crispy chicken strips and chicken breast strip fritters with a before use date of November 30th, 2019. So if you have any of that in your fridge, you might want to take a look at that. Yeah. Um, I've just kind of stopped buying frozen chicken at this point, though. So I'm not too worried about like anything that I have in my fridge, but no judgment to anybody that does buy frozen chicken. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't ever have any of that stuff. Um I mean, buffalo-style chicken strip fritters do sound kind of good, though. That does sound delicious. I mean, I love a good buffalo chicken wrap. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are a lot of labor to make, like, 
by hand yourself but they are extra delicious when you make them from scratch by yourself uh i gotta learn how to like make more shit ahead of time and put it in the freezer same but i have been like going through the cookbook that we both got while i was down there oh yeah which isn't like stuff that you can make like ahead of time but i'm trying to be more like joanna Gaines, (laughs) 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 which is like pretty um a pretty difficult thing to attain i think but yeah bev and i both got the same joanna Gaines cookbook from tarjay when we went um last sunday so we're both going through it and gonna compare notes but you guys i'm i'm sure we could find a link to that in the show notes if anybody's interested in trying yeah, to I'll drop like that in there. Joanna Gaines as well. <laughs> well, it was funny. So I was flipping through it and I always had like this picture of Joanna Gaines as being, um, you know, like more like from scratch cooking. Yeah. Um, but she puts a ton of stuff in there. That's not. Yeah. Like from scratch. Like I don't, I didn't tell you this, but I made that chicken spaghetti recipe. Mm-hmm. I nixed the Volvita. Really? Yeah. Cause I looked at that. I was like, that's not food. <laughs> But it's delicious. It is. It's super delicious. But I'll be the first to admit, I'm like a super food snob. Um, (laughs) But it's because I have like, I really love to cook. So I have like really high standards for like what kinds of ingredients and stuff that I'll cook with. And I always feel guilty because I never mean to like food shame anybody because that's not what my intention is. It's just that I really enjoy making things from scratch. So like when I see something like boxed cake mix as one of the ingredients or like Velveeta, I'm just like... I can make that myself. Like I can, I can figure something else out that will work. <laughs> and I see that and I'm like, wow, you're way more human than I thought you were. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah. So the cookbook like kind of like brought her down to like, just like more like regular busy mom level. Yes. Is that a good way to put it? Or just like busy yeah. human level. Like, yeah. We all work now. We all have like all of these things that we do. So making everything from scratch is really hard. Like that's a, that's a big bar to try to climb on. Yeah. I've noticed she uses a lot of heavy cream, too. Oh, I use a lot of heavy cream in my cooking, too. I Mm. love heavy cream. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the grocery store today, and I'm, like, going to do a different breakfast recipe out of there every Sunday. And then I'm also going to do at least one of the recipes every week. So stay tuned, y'all. That seems like a reasonable goal. One meal a week out of it and one breakfast. Right. Because I'm still on Weight Watchers. And if I I can't put heavy cream into every meal, otherwise I'm not going to lose any weight. (laughs) Yeah. Unless I just only eat one meal a day, which isn't great Mm, either. That doesn't, no, that doesn't sound healthy either. No, (sighs) variety of foods. Remember? Like a good range of varieties. That's why you don't make one of our meals every day because you don't need heavy cream every day. Right. Even though I might want it. Or I might want Velveeta every day. You know, and I realized like the no Velveeta might be why I complained to you that I didn't think that it had like great flavor. Yeah. Uh, instead of using the Velveeta, what I did was I just added more shredded cheese to it and oh. a little more milk because, you know, like that still gives it like the extra creaminess. I probably should have switched types of cheeses. You probably could have done like a, is there cream cheese in there already? There is cream cheese in there okay. already. Yeah. Mm. So I needed like one more kind of cheese and that would have given it a little more flavor. Something with like, like a- lots of bite in it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I but... can't either. I was just going to say Gouda, but I don't think that's very bitey. Maybe um, like a sharp cheddar. Or like a manchenga. That's like a sheep milk uh, cheese. Yeah, that'd probably give it like some good fun flavor. I love flavor. 
I love food. Yeah, I haven't eaten today. I've just had coffee. So all this food talk's making me want to go make some eggs. (laughs) (laughs) I had cereal because we were recording, so I didn't make breakfast. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's like F-U-U-S-D-A. I'm going to go make four eggs and you can suck it. I mean, eggs are delicious and they came from your chicken, so. And there's zero points. Thank you very much. So I'm going to go do that so I can make this eggs Benedict casserole thing tomorrow morning and not have any guilt. Yum. Yum. Gosh. No guilt. We're like regular people over here. Yes. So Coop Camp dates have been announced. Yes, and that's going to be June 7th through 9th. So go to fadedjeans.tv slash coop-camp.html. We will put that in the show notes so that you don't try to, like, you know, do that while you're driving into your browser or try to remember. Um, but, yeah, we'll be there. So come hang out with your favorite podcasters because we assume that's us, right? Oh, yeah. If you went to Coop Camp because we told you to, then it's got to be us, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And take our survey. You can give us anonymous feedback. There will be a link to that in the show notes. We appreciate everybody that has submitted us some feedback through that because we have made this podcast better with some of your suggestions. So thank you for that. Yeah. And like we mentioned before, make sure you join our Facebook group. If you search We Drink and We Farm Things in Facebook, you can find us there. We'll also link to the show notes. Make sure you answer all three questions when you request to become a member, because if you don't, we're not going to let you in because you might be a robot or like part of the Illuminati or something. Yeah. when we can't have the Illuminati spying on us in there. No, they're already listening. They can't know our deepest, darkest secrets. No, no, they can't. And review us in all the places. And if you really like us, download the episode when you listen and hit that subscribe button. And make sure you leave us a review. We haven't had one in a couple of weeks. Um, and that does help us as well. That's a great way to support the podcast for free. Yeah. And we sell merch. Sam makes some pretty awesome drinkware. Uh, we have a new tagline for it. Keep the poo out of your brew. <laughs> I mean I mean that that says it all. Yeah, it says it all. Yeah. Um we also have a second merch shop, drinkandfarmmerch.com where you can get shirts, hoodies, camping cups, um and and the like and you can actually go buy a shirt and help us get to Coop Camp. So go do that. That's right. And we have a hashtag. We always forget to yeah. plug it at the end of our episode. Yeah. So. I used to be so good about that. And then it fell off the show notes, I think, on accident. And then I just stopped mentioning it. Yep. So, yeah, use hashtag drink and farm on Instagram anytime you are drinking something you love and farming safely. Like, no drinking and using an auger. Yo. Yeah. I mean, come on. That would be so dangerous. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because what we do is we share them every Tuesday and Thursday, and we'll probably maybe start posting a bunch in the stories, too, if you guys, like, start, you know, kicking it up a notch now that we've reminded you that it's a thing. So, yeah, do that. Yeah, because we consider that Drink and Farm page, like, our Drink and Farm community. So we want to, like, showcase all of you on it so that you can start following each other and make new best friends or more best friends. You don't have to get rid of your old best friend, but, you know. Right. You can always have more. I mean, you can have multiple best friends. Yeah. Maybe that dilutes the best a little bit, but we're not going to eh. get into semantics of definitions of words here. Exactly. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, that was fun. We hope you enjoyed uh, 
Foodie Corner and Donkey 101. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I'm a little overwhelmed. I, that's all I yeah. got. <laughs> you got it. You got this, Donkey Mama. <laughs> More coffee for Bev. Woo! All right. So drink. Farm. And, and give, give zero, zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, oops, I went to the wrong page. Hold on. How do I stop this thing? <laughs> Too many tabs open.